Welcome to the Enlighten Up Podcast, where I am going to take you into a deep exploration of what it means to exist in this current reality. We are going to raise your vibes, open your mind, expand your heart, and dive deep into the wondrous mysteries and possibilities of this lifetime. There's been a spiritual catalyst that has set in motion the awakening process of many across the globe to return to the knowingness of self and unite what has been separated. Together, we're going to bring light into that darkness. We're going to remember the joy of living. But most of all, we're going to turn up the volume of our own eternal power and do the thing we're here to do. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Enlighten Up podcast. Today, I am bringing back Consuelo Casati, and you guys are all very familiar with her and her work. She does this wonderful session called Karmic Release, which I know many of you have booked sessions with her. And today, we're going to talk about teenagers and how to help them as parents, how to help them really adjust to the frequencies of this reality because they're bringing in a lot of higher energy. Consuelo, you've worked with several um, parents and their teenagers in your sessions, haven't you? Yes, in fact, I published a book when I talk about in particular autistic children, hyperactive children or schizophrenic children with different difficulty. And I talk about you know, case study because I want parents to understand more what is really going on with them. And so, but besides this, I believe that uh, most of the children of this time, of this era, of this moment, are in need of tools to understand better how to adjust to this reality. Because sometimes we don't think about it, but really, uh, they are overstimulated from the day they are born. Maybe also when they are inside the mother's womb. Because you think about I so many times a mother reading a computer on the top of the belly when they're pregnant. Okay, I'm not kidding. So. Imagine the overstimulation of the energy, of the vibration, of the information. So, and plus, we know that is inside of our DNA information about how to use stuff. So, it is on why they are the children that so they're so different from us because they are fast. We need to think about, and parents can can uh, can say I'm right about it. They are so fast. They want everything now. They want their words now. They want to have answer now. In fact, we Google to have an answer. You have any question? You Google. You have an answer. So everything's happened so fast that it's very hard for them to be patient. It's very hard for them to realize other information besides technology, besides certain kind of way. Okay. So in fact, I want to talk. First of all, um, I would like to talk about the fact that uh, it's okay to have technology, but uh, I always say moderation is the best way to start because these children are very easy to, they, it's like a loop. They go inside this kind of chat, video games, connecting with people, but truly they don't connect with people because everybody can say whatever they want, but who knows how much is true. So it's hard to understand emotion. This is why we use the emoji to give a little emphasis to the emotions, but the true they diverse speak in front of each other. You know, we saw many pictures of children or teenagers going to tour 
in our new cities, new places with a phone in front. You know? So it's very easy for them to numb themselves. So parents need to be more aware of this and understand that every time um, you connect with certain website, video games, certain chat, there is something dark about it. Okay, so I don't want to make parents be afraid, but it's important moderation. It's important to regulate a little more what they watch, how long they stay exposed to this, because uh, they open a portal to some entities. In fact, one of the things I want to talk, and I, again, my desire is to help parents to understand sometimes to, to give some time out, to mom aware enough of this, because uh, the brain works too fast. They are telepathic, most of these children. So they really communicate to each other. We, they don't, I don't know how much they're really conscious about it, but I can tell you, all of these children are able to connect to the grid universal greed and connect to each other. I saw in my session some of these children, teenagers, working with other teenagers, maybe don't know them, them physically, but they know as a group. So they are part of the same group. It's amazing to see how much they work together without knowing. So it's easy for them to be telepathic. It's easy for them to work in a different level. Some are more conscious, some are less. But if they, these children stay are exposed every day or a lot of time in front of computer, in front of chats, video games in particular, it's very hard for them to go to sleep and go to bed and sleep because they don't have enough time for the transition. So and it's very important, you know, the old time when parents read the story, you know, on the side of the bed, we, we miss this, okay, mm -hmm. most of us, and if you look at most of the parents give a the iPad to the child and say, okay, read the, read the, the, the story tale, you know? So we need to go back a little to it. Yeah, I feel like some of this though is also um, rooted in the fact that when a child is born, uh, you know, they're taken straight from their mother, you know, umbilical cord, which is your anchor of safety, yes. right? Which is your grounding to like everything that we, your environment that was just safe is now clipped. And now you're exposed to the world. And so now you're looking for your new anchor of safety that will ground you and not have you feeling anxious and all that. And we don't do enough skin to skin holding, which and, and contact with our, our babies when they're born, the doctors want to remove, they want to take off all of the nutrients, like right off the baby. Like there's a lot that the baby's getting exposed to right off the bat, which I feel is so important to redevelop that anchor of safety yeah. for the baby. And, you know, one of, I'm going to be having a guest on the show who's going to talk all about this in length, but it's fascinating because he, when the moment his son was born, he held his baby because the mother was knocked out from the drugs that the doctors gave her. And he was so upset. He's like, what did you just do to my wife? But you know, he made sure that he held his baby, regulated his own breathing so the baby could recognize his own heart rate and start to sync up with the dad. And I think that, you know, part of this is also due to the fact that I don't think a lot of these children understand, well, m most of us don't understand true safety, that is for sure, but it's getting more and more ripped away from us even as soon as we enter this world. I agree. I think the goal is numb the soul. Yeah. Literally. And so 
This is the reason why they do this as a procedure. So it's safe procedure mm -hmm. or it's more hygienic. It's more, you know, for many, many reasons. And COVID helped a lot to, to create this idea. So, and they have, you know, they're justified to do this stuff. So, and what is interesting is the child, you know, from, the child went inside of a mother womb. He already see, he already remember. There are so much the child can take in. And again, like you said, the connection eye to eye with a mother is the yeah. one. Do you have an idea how many times I work on people and I found that one of the major problems was not connect with the mother the moment they were born not having connection mm -hmm. oh wow sometimes because the doctor because my mom was sick or they have an emergency or something happened but it's so incredible to see that this this person now they are adults they don't feel loved they don't feel accepted they feel like they are not good enough so it's amazing how much the connection with a mother is something so important the first moment so when you have like kids who are obviously we're growing up in an age of technology and it's nothing that we can, you can't avoid it. And I don't think all technology is bad because we know that there's galactic technology that's great. And then there's galactic technology that's not. And um, anything can be used for nefarious purposes or for the betterment of all. But I, like you said, I think moderation is important, but more so because technology, like you said, does tend to, um, disconnect us from the true emotional connection that we need as humans that I think regulates a lot of our own breathing, our heart rate, that feeling of security, safety, feeling grounded, which when you're a high energy child, you know, which a lot of kids that are coming into this world now are <clears throat> high frequency, you need that emotional connection to support all of it. You need to be grounded. You need to ground those energies or else it gets too hectic. It gets too much. Yeah. So <clears throat> yeah. when it comes to, um, like you said, the story time, I think is beautiful. And I think that that is, that offers so much where you can have like face-to-face -face connection with your parent and your child, like both you get some downtime, you get the voice of your parents reading, which I think is so important. Like it's, yes. it's truly a great method of winding them down. It's a bonding moment for both, for mm -hmm. both the child and the parents. I'm telling you, because it's also a moment where sometimes your child, something didn't go, go to school. He can tell you because it start to relax, it start to feel connect. So otherwise they never say anything, right? Everything's mm -hmm. fine. So, but this is the moment where they, they can really be more open to talk more or to at least to trust more because again it's a trust issue so these children need a some moment and so uh what i notice is uh, you know parents with uh also autistic children or borderline autistic but they're good on doing maybe three different technologies at the same time and they look at child like kind of proud of them but uh, my like i say my first question is how they sleep and they normally the answer is oh they don't sleep they're very erratic they're sleeping they wake up always mad, or angry, or not very nice, with a very not nice mood, because they didn't rest. This is my answer. So they need to slow down, and the only way to do the transition is to take away the stuff. And some parents say, "Oh, my child, it cannot allow me to do." It. I say, "Okay, you are." <laughs> Hold on a second. Who's the parent here? <laughs> you are the parents, and you know the funny part. After I work on that child. Most of the time, the parents text me or email me and say, oh, my child doesn't like to watch so much anymore. 
Uh, this stuff. They asked me to go to bed early. But so because what's happened is I'm telling you, I was surprised the first time I worked on these children and teenagers. Uh, when I work on this child in particular, this is a teenager was 15 years old. His mom came to me and she said that she was very afraid of this child because she noticed that months by months become darker and darker. And she said, I feel like a this heavy, dark energy in the top of him. She's very intuitive. You say, can you help him? And of course, he didn't want to be part of this, but the mom became a surrogate. And I always ask the soul permission of the child. So the soul say, yes, I will. Okay. Otherwise, sometimes I say no. I told the parent, it's not ready yet. You know, I always respect this. So when I opened the session with this child, I was shocked. He looked like a, a, a zombie where our zombie, I know it's funny. In fact, in fact I asked, and he's into zombie, by the way. He was into zombie. I mm. They take him flesh from his body and they eat him alive. And I was a little shocked about it. So I start to clear all of his entity around him. So what I do, I, I ask him, go to the love or go back to where he comes from. Have a choice. You know? So I do this. I work on them. I clear everything around him. And I did a two or three session because it was very dark. The mom was so afraid of him when he was in the house that she was hiding knife and scissors because she was afraid he can hurt himself or somebody in the family at night. So to that point. And I worked on him for a few sessions and everything started to change. She said that she not start to smile in the morning, he started to be less grumpy, and he started to have more color in his face, it was very mm. white. She said she was very concerned about his healthy. So, and I can tell you, I was cleaning him from all of this entity because when you stayed so long in certain app, a certain place, like a video game with a lot of violence, or chat where they're bullying each other, so they're talking very bad about each other with the bad words, uh, you open up to a certain energy. And they're just waiting for somebody weak enough. And they start to suck you, really, the energy, the life. Mm -hmm. Because it's what's happened. It's energy. So we connect to a certain thing. Okay. So was he, so is this where, did he, had he opened portals to allow those entities in? Is that what happened? Yes, because when you start to become um, so passionate, you have emotion, you, you start mm -hmm. to, you know, and you like to kill, you like to, you know, fight, you like to say bad words. So when you start to create this, it seems to me that you open, it's like a, you put the soul in a side, okay, it's metaphoric speaking, but you put the soul in a side and you start to give more space inside of yourself to something else that is not very high, okay? And so what's happening is more of this energy, whatever you have to call, come inside and start to put down your soul, more they take space and control, and more you want to have the stuff, more you're looking for, more are you easy to manipulate it. So this is what's happened. And teenagers are very easy because they change emotion. They are in a phase where they don't like themselves. They don't like their body. They don't like how they act, how they do. You know, they don't feel that they're cool enough. So it's so easy because they are insecurity to do this to them. Make sense? So yeah. Well, I also know that, um, especially like, you know, when they're teenagers and on having so much access to the internet and also there's, you know, the, the likelihood of pornography also being, uh, looked at, which will open a lot 
of um, portals and and bring in entities. Like entities are just waiting in in on pornographic sites for oh, adults as well. Like you know, it's 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 not just for kids. And um, I remember listening to a session with Andrew Bartzis where he was talking about this woman who had called in about her son. She was very worried about him. Um, very kind of very similar energy as to what you're describing with this woman and her son. And she, he basically said that if she didn't start making changes very, very soon, she was going to lose her son forever in a sense to the dark side, so to speak, like he just wasn't going to be able to recover. They had too much strong of a grip and, um, she had to make some really hard decisions to remove all these things and, and the entities were going to fight her to the death. Like she had to be ready to put up a strong battle. Oh, yeah, because they I, will. Yeah, when I work on the, on the children, teenagers or children, I start, I'm working now with a little girl in Italy for the same reason. You know, sexuality exposed to something, not in the house, but outside. They found out right now. She yell at me. She's so mad at me when I clear her from this entity because they become familiar to them. They become something that they can connect with. So it's so strange. But the soul yell at me and she uses bad words. And, you know, she's not possessed, okay? But what I'm saying is they don't like that I take away something that becomes so normal or familiar to them. Also, if it's not good, because their mind is into that now. So they have their time. So I agree with you. Uh, and sometimes it's, it's, uh, it's very imperative to start to do something. If you notice that your child starts to be very dark and you start to be afraid, okay, it's time to change something. Okay. Yeah. And it's important, I think, to also note to anyone in the audience where there, this might be, you know, you might be resonating with this. It's like you're starting to see it uh, or, you know, someone who is it, like the changes need to happen really fast and it's going to be a battle. Like it's not going to it's not just going to necessarily be easy. It might. But I think you should prepare for the, you know, a harder, a harder time in trying to overcome that. And I think it's hard because as parents, yes. because so many of us still have so many wounds of just wanting to be loved and liked, we project it onto our children. Like, I just want them to love me and like me, but not the way, like I hated my parents. I just want them to love me and like me. And then they end up trying to be their best friend when really they need a parent. I agree. But you know, one thing that besides having session with me, I don't want to say, or everybody into a session with me, but what I'm saying is it can be useful. Mm -hmm. They also can do this every night when the child is sleeping, kind of. So be sure that you have at least less technology in the bedroom. Don't sleep with the cell phone. Come on, people. They can sleep without. Uh, so because they become really addicted to this stuff. But uh, uh, so as a parent, call the, your higher self and communicate with the higher self of your child and start to send positive images. Start to send not about say you don't do that. No, no. Positive thing, confirmation like, I love you. I really love you. You can do this. We can work together as a team. I want you to be happy and start to tell him what they want and project the future, how the future child they want to be. I want to be a cool guy, happy, successful, surrounded by good people and supported and have a wonderful life. And, you know, so start to tell him what they want or how much they want to help him or her and start to tell the child you know talk in a positive way i just said i don't want you to do no 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 i want you to 
spend time outside. We can go and have a ride with a bicycle, you know, we can go out a canoe, we can do something. So I want you to be part of us because you and I, we love each other. So start to tell this to the child, okay? And of course, connecting with nature is the best, one of the best way to detox yourself. Everybody mm -hmm. needs it, mm -hmm. uh, it's true. So this also is a good way to start. Maybe push them a little, yeah, I like that. I like that. Having a higher self to higher self conversation with you and your child, I think is super powerful. I've used that with different people in my life um, and I've had great success with it. It shifts the reality. It shifts yeah. the conversation when the time is to maybe have a conversation with that person. So I think it can be, I, I know it can be very beneficial. I think that's a great I, tool. I have parents doing this before when the children are very like a little baby, maybe one year so old and talking to them. So they go in the bedroom and with a nice voice and say to them, you know, confirmation, positive affirmation. And they love to do this. And they say to a child, you are loved. I love you. You are so wonderful. You're going to be successful. So they start to tell the children and they notice the children, they, they evolve faster. They, they move better. They do stuff. So I can tell you it works. So it can be in the same room, but of course, with teenager, you know, uh, but you can be in another room. I'm not kidding. Just to tell you how much powerful can be my session, I'm not, I'm, I'm smiling because one time one of my clients in Italy, she had this teenager child, very good, nice looking guy, but he started to destroy parts of the house. When he was mad, he was broken everything, cabinets, everything. It was like, oh my gosh. And she didn't know how to contain him. So she came to me, she asked me for help, said, okay. And so one time, and I was working on him, he didn't know that I was working on him. I asked all the permission, my mom was the surrogate. She, without telling me, she used to play my recording because I record my session for a full night for a week or so, something, when it was downstairs in the basement, his bedroom, and she played the stuff upstairs. And she said after one or two nights that she did this, and. He woke up in the morning and he threw up black stuff, this this boy. I'm not kidding. Was she playing it just for herself or was he listening to it? He was not listening. Oh, okay. So he was in the other room. Okay. Uh, they probably the father, she was playing every night. Yeah. Every night. I told her, okay, slow down. Come on. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's okay. But she was probably, you know, when, when you don't know what to do anymore. So yeah. she was in a place where... So she said that he woke up in the morning and he ran to the bathroom and he threw up black stuff. They can never explain what was this black stuff, okay? But it started to be better. It started to be a little nicer, mm. a little more balanced. But I say to her, please slow down, okay? It's okay yeah. what you're doing. But, you know, again, moderation, okay? Don't, don't overdo because everything is, when it's too much, it's too much, okay? But uh, so this is telling you, how much we can do energetically when we use some positive affirmation or something good and we think in a positive way and send images, positive images to the, the person, to the, your son, your daughter about how you want to see them working cool, doing better school, you know, good at school, wake up in the morning full of energy, happy, smiling. See, start to send this picture to them at night. This helps, not kidding. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, Another thing that you can do is also, we don't want to give a tool to these children. You know, one time I have this child, but the parents came over and it was around six. And my mom said, 
My child is so sensitive, he doesn't want to walk in the grass. We cannot figure out why. And it was funny because I thought, okay, at the moment we work on the session with the stuff and didn't nothing come out. And uh, so I work on this child and it was hyperactive kind of child, so hard to be seated, you know. The day after, I was in my backyard. I put my, I started to put my foot on the grass. I heard the grass say, no! I was like, oh, thank you for this information. So I realized that child was so sensitive that he can hear the grass afraid of his foot. So he preferred to always work in cement or step stone because- Oh my gosh. He was feeling the grass afraid of, yeah, can you imagine? So to be so sensitive, how much overwhelmed can be for a child. So <laughs> I thought, oh, thank you for this information because I realized that I was hearing the same stuff because the day before I connected with the child, so probably spirits want me to show why he was having this issue. So the best way, because when you have a child like this, they have anxiety because if they overwhelmed by emotion, by feelings, of course, they have enough time to figure out which emotion belongs to them, which to other thing, you know, or other person. And, and they can be confused or have premonition dreams. I believe that they make this. They, they, this happened because oh, I did this. So how many times when you have a premonition dream and you are a child, you believe that you create the situation, in particular if it's negative, you know, something bad happened to people. Oh, because I dream about it, I create it. It's not true. So we need to help them to understand that everything is, they are the own person and everything else is not you. So we need to start to realize you are just connect to other thing, to other person, like a big web around the universe. So you are so good on honking on this, you know, like hock of this. So connect every time. And every time you need to ask yourself, where am I? What kind of emotion I am? Start to breathe. It's very important with breathing, deep breathing. With children, they don't know how to breathe. I'm included, okay? So who, who knows how to breathe? Unless you do yoga, a lot of us, we are from a place where we don't know how to breathe. So when they start to breathe and they start to realize who they are, where they are, it helps a lot, okay? And uh, this is as important. I, I, this is a grounding um, mudra that they can use. It's so easy. You do this. You just do this. You see? Mm -hmm. And putting down both hands is so amazing. You feel your spine align with the energy. So little things can help. So the parents need to start to tell them how to do. And I make another example. I have this, this girl. She's eight years old. She's very, very sensitive. The parents, they cannot go anywhere. Hotels, forget about it. Sleeping in some other bed, somebody's bed, oh, forget about it. So the mom contacted me and said, can you help her? And she's my client. I normally work with her. And I say, I can help her. Uh, but you need to give her some tools so she can be independent enough to manage the situation. So the first thing that I told her is, to let her know that she can clean the room. When she goes in the hotel, she can clean the room because I do the same. So I use a, American example, engine tuning fork. Okay, you can use them or any kind of sound like a 417, 432, 
pairs, you know, harmonizer, clearam for negative to positive, you can use from one pack, you know, you can find a new tube, this, this sound, doesn't need to have, you can find a bowl, a tuning fork, but if you're running out or any other things, you can just look in Google, you know, and you find the sound. So what you do, you do clockwise in the room, each corner, and with intention, you ask to clean the room from any negativity or anything that it belongs to other people, so the room is clean. So you do on the top of the bed, you do in the bathroom, where you feel more comfortable. So this is a way, at least, that she's gonna feel more comfortable in the room because the vibration shift immediately, mm. I can tell you. Okay? Yeah. Yeah, and, and just so everyone um, make sure that you catch that, you want to move clockwise through the room. So as soon as you walk in the door, go to your left and start moving around the room in a clockwise direction and um, clearing clearing anything in a clockwise direction. Uh, plus, I have children that are very sensitive to lights and sound. So I always say to the parents, help her to bless the lights. I'm not kidding. Or ask, you can also be creative ask the diva of the light you know or the the fairies of the lights to to make the change on the lights and i'm not kidding it works because remember 50 percent is intention and how much you believe it so if they start to do this they start to notice the change and of course if you are in your house the problem maybe look for another light bulb but if you go in some places and you cannot manage so teach your children how to call for intervention, for help. Fairies, angels, your guardian angel, um, Archangel Michael can clear and cut with the swords, everything. So help them to use their creativity and to believe that what they call, they will come and help them. So this is the best way to help your child, your teenager to become independent. So to be able to manage everything around in the best way. Because it's what I do sometimes. When I'm certain place, really, I have no way. I bubble up myself. I say bubble up. I create a, a golden cocoon around me. I call my guardian angel or what you believe. And I ask to clear. If you're Indian, you want to call Ganesh. Call Ganesh. Is an elephant that clear every obstacle in your way. So doesn't matter. But... What is important is these children understand that they can be part of this. They are not passive. They can be active and change and shift the vibration. Make sense? Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I think it's important that they learn how to do some of that themselves so that it starts to build their own self-confidence. Exactly. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, really, I have this little uh, girl that uh, I remember one time the grandma told her, but she can call the math teacher, you know, the math spirit. And she was passing the test with some help because she believed that the angel of the math was coming and helping her. So she studied, of course. It's not that she didn't study. She studied for the test, but she was nervous. So, and the best way for her to measure anxiety was to set up this intention and call the angel of the math. And she felt that she received the support that she needed. Mm -hmm. See. It's really, you know, we do this as a healers. We do this. We call all of them. They're ready. And they always say to me, we are watching you people. And, but if you don't call us and you give us permission to work with you, we're just watching you. And so it's very important for the children 
realize how much they can handle. And children, they love to play with this energy. They love to do it. When, yeah. when you tell them that it works, and it works, and they are phenomenal in this. Now, what about when they start to hear voices or they hear spirits or see things? Like, how does a parent navigate that? Okay, first of all, you need to figure out with your child how much is afraid, okay? How much this voice, what they say to the child, okay? So understand. And second, you can tell your child if the voice are not bad, but nice and, you know, ask your child more because sometimes they don't say much because they think that we do the same. We have the same experience. So sometimes they don't tell you, oh, there is a ghost in this room or there is a little girl who want to play with me because they think that you see the girl too. I'm not mm -hmm. kidding. Yeah. So ask your child what exactly is, how they, 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 you know, they see them or they hear them. So based on this, you understand if something good or something not, okay? And this is something that you need to understand. Uh, you can always ask uh, the child to call his guardian angel and ask to be helped to filter this information, okay? And the child, you can need to tell your child, you are in charge. So help your child. He can be six years old, they understand. Mm -hmm. You are in charge. Remember, you can say enough of this, I don't want to hear you anymore if you don't like it. Or you can ask these uh, spirits, whatever, communicate with you to show them the best way. Or if you, maybe this child say, no, I'm helping this little girl. Okay, we set up when she can communicate with you, not during the night when you're sleeping and you need to rest. Mm. And so help the child to understand that he's in charge. And the parents can stay close to the child and ask the child to explain what's happening and you know helping to do this okay and all of this is just important boundary setting like it's a it's like you starting to teach your child proper boundaries which is something that we as adults like don't even understand how important that is Thank you. right Thank so you. i have i'm not kidding during my session i have a couple of spirits they want to use my body most of the time they ask permission but a couple of times they didn't they didn't ask permission so i was not happy i said nope thank you no i'm not kidding so remind me of the ghost movie you know like okay yeah okay i'm not to the point but i say no you didn't ask permission so now you go out of my body mm -hmm. and maybe it was a good soul but maybe too new to to know what to do but i ask i won't bother it if everyone to come in my body use my body for any reason i if you want you know maybe you want me to channel them they need to ask me permission or mm -hmm. want to give it permission so this is very important. So um, if something is a negative entity or something they don't feel right, okay, they can set up something called the guardian angel, called Michael, and say, I want to be guard, clear this room from this entity, and they can use symbols. Uh, one of my clients, one time, she decided to put the symbol of angels in every wall. You can just print them, okay, and put this piece of tape, okay, she decided to do this and she finally saw that whatever was in the house left the house. So it's really about, you know, and maybe you can burn a candle and ask the spirits, you know, invite if you believe in Jesus, Mary, Michael, Magdalene, whatever you believe and have to clear. I also uh, find the triple greed that is very good as an invocation, but of course for a child it would be hard to do it. But mm -hmm. what I'm saying, I want to give a tool for the children, but what I'm saying is, 
they can set boundaries say enough of this mm -hmm. okay i'm strong enough to say go out and i'm telling you nicole how much is good because one of my clients she had this memory when she was she's indian and uh, from india and so she remember she was just a month old i'm not kidding and she remember she saw this being on the top of her not very nice and she heard herself say enough i don't want you need to leave me something like that no she didn't use the word of course she's just a little you know one one month or two months ago and she remembered that they look at her and they left because they she felt that they attacking her and she said that they live in the house that was full of entities they finally left after she was two or three years old but they knew if something was wrong in the house and she felt attacked different time when she was so little but she remember very clear that she say enough of this i mm. see you now she opened her eyes i see in the eyes i say i see you now i know you are you need to let me alone and never happen again amazing One wow month. Okay. Yeah. And I think that's, I mean, all of this is truly a great lesson for us to realize how much we're being taught about sovereignty, power from a very young age, you know, like standing in your own power, claiming what's yours and boundary setting. It's so important. Like there's so many major lessons that we're, a lot of us are trying to figure out now later on in life that, you know, we can teach our kids really early on through just even just the energy, like the, the realms that are unseen and how they interact with us. Exactly. So don't be afraid. Of course, everybody's afraid of the dark. Okay. <laughs> so uh, I was born afraid of the dark too. I'm not kidding. So, but uh, uh, it's also part of the challenge and learning how to deal with. Okay. Mm -hmm. And uh, if you start to be more familiar with calling archangels, angels, and maybe the child can be just the guardian angel on the back and with wings cover the child you know if a child is bullied you know tell your child bubble up ask guardian angel to protect you so they will not notice you the other children these kids they pass close to you where they don't see you because they don't notice you you know so ask this you know set this intention when you go to bed at night and as the child can talk to the higher self of a child but of course it's going to be hard but you know if it's 10, 12, you know, 15 years old, they can do it. They can do mm -hmm. the same. They can use the, the higher self and start to project positive situation, okay? And this is also important as parents for us to teach, because if we if we had learned this as a young as young kids, we wouldn't be struggling with this so much later on in life that if you believe it, it is, exactly. right? And, and again, like your intention and your beliefs are so powerful your beliefs will set the frequencies for what you're, you're dealing with. It'll set your frequency, the frequencies around you. And so really teaching your child, if you believe it, it is so. Yes. And that will strengthen even just intuition, like going down the road, you know, like when you're trying to, okay, you know, is this, is this, this, or is it that you're just trying to decipher information intuitively and you don't know if your intuition is right. A lot of it is because we haven't been taught to believe in ourselves or to believe that we're as powerful as we are. I agree. And again, you can use a mantra. There are plenty of mantra. I use Kadosh, 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 Adonai Zebayu. It is, mm -hmm. you know, is a Hebrew. But I love it because I feel protect when I am 
surrounded by ghosts, spirits, and I don't know exactly who they are. So I use it, and you can use this. So there are many ways what you believe, and you know they resonate with you, use it. And your child can choose. So let your child choose, because they vibrate in the right, with the right mantra, with the right words, over symbols, you know. It doesn't matter, you know, what works for the child, and you believe it, it works. Mm-hmm. Because it resonates with the child. So recognize this. It honor it answer that the child knows what is the right thing. Yeah. And, you know, and use the body as a pendulum. It's the way that you know, sometimes you have information, how much you, you know. So and teach your child. If your body is drained to this symbol or drained to this stuff, means that it's good for you. So help the child to understand that he can make a decision and it's fine. Because the body knows, the body is smart enough, the body always knows what is true. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there is a lot of it they can teach the children, and very little thing together they can help them to be better and to feel better about themselves. What about like kids who are already experiencing depression or anxiety, things like that nature? Um... Uh, yes, um, they, first of all, I will try to figure out about technology, how much they really are sleeping, mm-hmm. resting. And second is, are they acting like a children or they are playing the parents to the parents? Because I notice a lot of these children. Oh, okay. They pick up information or emotion for the parents. And so sometimes you need to be sure that they act like a child, not as an adult. Sometimes I, I have these kids, they are eight, 10 years old, and they talk to their parents like they are the parents. They tell to the parents what to do. Or they ask questions that, you know, I have one of my clients, she's a wonderful woman. And uh, and sometimes her daughter, she's so intuitive. She she can really connect to the clients. She had patients. She's a doctor, an naturopathic doctor. And so sometimes my daughter, when she come back home, say, how was their clients, the last client? Because she connect, can you imagine? And so I told her, say you are a child this is not your business so remind your daughter that she's a child she's eight years old so it's easy for the parents to say oh uh, and you know sometimes you're proud of this you are wonder but also recognize that they need to be a child you know so that that they take on emotions that they're not or things that they're not ready to deal with that they would part of the reason i don't think it was obviously the case in the scenario that you just described to us, but I could see how kids could do that when there's a lot of fighting in the household, like between parents and they're not acting like parents, so to speak, or I should say acting like adults. And um, that maybe the child feels the need to play the adult role. Yes. But that's what I remember. If they're coming from another lifetime where the, 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 the mom was a child, uh-huh. and they parents. sometimes, I think it's a mix. You're right about it. But yeah. sometimes they come as an old soul. Maybe they are so wise, or they come from another experience where they have the parents to their, their own parents. So it could be the many, many reasons they connect to certain situation. Okay. So I don't say that it's, but yeah, most of the time it's because the parents, they don't know how to handle the emotion. Yeah. And I think it's just important to make sure that your child isn't exposed to, um, adult situations that they don't need to be dealing with just yet. Thank you. I agree with you. 
And plus, again, watch what they are watching. I'm sorry, mm -hmm. so much media. Sometimes I have people that play the TV all day in the house. My my niece, like my my sister, just freaks out sometimes when she catches my what my niece is watching on YouTube. She's only she's she's like five, right? She's gonna be turning six soon, and um, she you know she'll be watching something that she's allowed to watch on YouTube, but then like she'll go and she'll look at other stuff, and it's stuff that like is already priming her to be like putting makeup on or doing some sort of provocative dance. And she's like, you're not supposed to be watching this. And of course she's already started liking it. And so now you take it away and she doesn't want you to take it away. And you have to be so on yeah. that all the time. It's not easy. It's no, not it's not easy. easy. Uh, when I was, you know, I was a, a, a girl, I love a TV. So a few channel and that's it, you know, they, they can control more. But now they have information from everywhere. So they are bombarded by information. Mm -hmm. In a way it's good, but they grew up too fast. So uh, it's also one of the reasons why, you know, spend some time with your children mm -hmm. at night and, you know, come in time, have a meal, at least one meal of the day with your children. They oh, I think it's so important. They never eat, they don't eat, they never talk. Tells you a lot. Mm -hmm. I'm kidding. So is that monitor? It's very important. Uh, so don't, you know, be careful about this because they're important time. And so, and you teach them also to have this moment for themselves too. It's very important. About um, children with anxiety and depression also, um, you know, I would suggest some back flower rescue remedy is always very good for them. Yeah. To use them because it doesn't create any addiction and, and start to notice if they're sleeping or not, how much they really stressed or not. So it's very important. If I saw kids until 11 or 29, they are awake and they go to bed so late. They stay in the room, but they play until midnight. How they can be full of energy in the morning when we wake up at seven. So, uh, you know, giving us some read of the day is important yeah because kids need a lot more sleep when they're growing up than we oh, do as adults I know it's in something abc but sometimes we don't realize how much is so important yeah yeah and so i don't know i hope i helps to understand more of this what about traveling when you're traveling with your kids uh, traveling uh first of all um you know uh again i was talking about the hotel and um, situation so you need to understand also they can pick up information. If you travel and you are in public places a lot with a lot of people, they don't know them, and your child is very, very sensitive to be surrounded by people, find a way that they can rest more sometimes. They can have time where they can be by themselves or just a family, you know, a few hours where they can rest. They can just maybe, doesn't need they need to sleep, but they can slow down and they can rest. Again, traveling is good, Remember, grounding, help your child maybe to take a moment, you find a park or just a place where they can put the barefoot, you know, touch the, the grass, you know, help them to, to feel this, you know, with the transition and the moment where they can rest and relax and release what they absorb from the travel, from the stress, from other people, okay? So it doesn't take much, but it's really about helping them to have moment where they can have a break. This is important. Did you ever get anything regarding like flying in airplanes or anything like that? Or have you ever uh, received anything? 
Yeah, of course. Okay, when I travel, I know I can, sometimes I see funny things like, uh, you know, some parents, they don't think in the way, okay, my child is going to stay for eight hours in the airplane and they don't, they're not organized. I saw one time one lady, I love her. She put the pyjama to both of the girl, three or four years old probably, both a pyjama, their own little pillow, the same toys, and she started to read the book. I'm not kidding. She said, my best way is to create the same situation where we are in the room at night and this work for them. And she she was, I thought, this is, doesn't take a genius to think, but it's really, sometimes we need to think how we can provide our child something that is familiar. Remember, the child- And soothing. Yes, and soothing, and it's it. So she brought everything that it was possible and she they were sleeping for hours without problem and i was so surprised because they managed pretty well you know one time i saw this girl little girl she was five and she had you know ponytail <laughs> boots and she was fully dressed and she stayed eight hours and she was crying like a red red and i said mom can you maybe take this out so she can put her head in bed? and boots you know they can be you know sometimes really it's about circulation. Then mm -hmm. boots gonna be crazy. So it's really about making children comfortable, okay? And have some rules. And so this is important. I'm sorry, but parents, come on. Children are looking for rules. I know. You have no idea. I have this autistic child is an Asperger, and he said to me during the session, I'm not gonna change until my mom she decides to become a parent and she starts to tell me what to do. Because now I'm telling her what to do, and I'm gonna do it until she learns something. And I was so shocked. <laughs> it doesn't surprise me. This is like a message that I keep getting too. Um, it's just around parenting in general that parents need to put the structure in place. They need to be parents, not friends to their children. Yeah. It's so you can have an incredible mother father relationship with your children you know, that is loving and compassionate where they open up and tell you things without you sacrificing the need for structure, the need for order, the need for discipline, you know, they have to learn all that because that is what you're going to face in the real world. Yes, because when you're going to go to work or school, you're going to have a problem. You're going to be a rebel because yeah. you don't used to have anybody say no to you. Mm -hmm. It's hard to say no to your child. Yeah. But, you know, think about I do everything we love. I love my child, and then I say no. I say no because it's important for my child to have boundaries, to understand. Sometimes, you know, I see children eating. Okay, we don't go there, but I see children <laughs> eating everything. You know, it doesn't like this. No, not donuts. It trash away. Not pizza. Not this. Okay, you need to tell your child finish your donuts first. I pay for. And after that, when you finish this, if you have any room, you can have a pizza or ice cream or whatever. It's not about one bite and a throwaway. This is about how much you pay for this. You know, you can be a millionaire, but it's, it's something that you need to show. It's respect. Thank you. Mm -hmm. It's respect. It's really about respect. Because if they don't respect this, they don't respect the plants, the animals. They don't respect anything. Mm -hmm. So it's important. It's a stepstone to help them to be the best soul that they can be in this reality. Yeah. Well, I think this was very helpful. I think there were there were quite a few tools that we've spoken about here throughout the show that I think a lot of parents 
can use, um, especially if you're a parent or you know someone who is who is dealing with a higher sensitive child, like like overly sensitive in a sense of energetically sensitive. Um, it's there's a lot that could be going on that is beyond what we even understand to be normal. I agree. I yeah. Agree. But uh, it's not, you know, everything's happening for a reason. If you have this kind of child, it means that you can handle. It means that maybe you need to start to learn something. If, you know, the child comes to you because you say yes mm. about this child. And so um, you probably need to start to figure it out. So, well, the reality is, and I, you know, all of us who are adults now look at our parents and realize we're here to teach them things as much as they were here to teach us. The same thing is going to be about your kids. They're coming to teach you things as you're trying to teach them things. Like it's a very, you know, it, it's a back and forth. It's, it's both. It's not just one or the other. I agree. Yeah. But remember to be a parent and mm -hmm. take a child. Okay. Yeah. Child. And I think that's really helpful, especially to, it can get really, when we talked, the first thing we talked about in the show, it can get really scary for any parent when their child is acting out and getting very aggressive. Um, you know, I want to say this, I, and I, I don't know if you've watched any of this before um, on my show that I've recently done, but one of the things that um, that I've noticed is like, I've been listening to, like, I've been, I've been eating a lot more animal protein. I've been doing more carnivore dieting and it's been shifting a lot for me in a very positive my health has improved substantially in certain different ways um but i was listening to a woman who um she's a car she's been full carnivore for a long time like almost a decade i think and all she eats is meat no plants no fruit no nothing and her kids were raised by um just eating meat. Like, so she would give them as soon as they were able to hold food, she would give them, I don't know if it was a piece of meat or like whatever it was like a drumstick and they would just suck on it and like start getting the meat. And she said that her children are, have never, like her kids are growing up and they, they, I mean, they love, they never have an issue with dinner time. They're always like ready to eat. It's not like, I don't want to eat this. I don't want to eat that. And there's a lot of, um, I would say there's a lot more stability in mental health of like not a lot of anxiety, not a lot of temper, temper tantrums. It's not like I'm sure they have their own, their, their kids are going to have it. But I've been noticing that um, when it comes to uh, anxiety and things like that, that because the reason why I'm saying this is I'm having a woman on whose son is autistic mm -hmm. and he went from nonverbal to high functioning when he was put on a carnivore diet. And it's of course, and I'm, and I, when I say this, I want to make this very clear. I don't think one thing works for everyone. I think we all have unique bodies and you've just got to discover what's right for you. But I think it's important to know all the information so that you can kind of see, try, you know, what's going to work, what doesn't work. And I, I think there's something to be said that um, there's a lot of healing capacity through animal protein. And Yes, it's yeah. worth trying if, you know, you, if your kid is having a lot of carbohydrates, like sugars and things like that, it might not be the best thing for them. And it might help to have them on either a keto or keto or carnivore. The processed food is something that we don't need to have. It's yeah. yeah. So I know this with a, it's okay to be carnivore or not. 
I don't think this is the problem. But mostly is fry stuff, you know, processed food. You know, when something is not, it's full of um, corn syrup or all of this. This is something that is very bad. Yeah, uh, clearly all processed food, just not good for yeah. your child's health, period. If you have to take this off, you will see the changes. Mm -hmm. Some can be more gluten-free, some not, some more carnivorous. It's not about, but I'm sure that this woman, besides she's probably a good parent and she set rules, but uh, also she cooked the meat, not fry stuff. Like she doesn't use a fried chicken. No, and see, the, and the reason why he actually went non-verbal from being one day at his grandparents' house where they started giving him like sugary food, like stuff that she would never give him. And he went instantly nonverbal, like in a day and it lasted for days. And finally she tried to get him on a carnivore and it took 27 days before he finally started to really start to speak. But what's really cool is he, um, the boy started to teach himself how to potty train himself and he started teaching himself how to read at the age of four, just after 27 days. And so there, there, there's something to be said in like what our body needs. And I think, again, DNA, um, health issue, all of that is so dependent on you as an individual and what's going on. But I think I love talking about it because the, you, the more information you have, the more you'll be able to pick and choose what's going to work and find the right combination for you and your child. You know, most of the parents of autistic children, by the way, I forgot to show my book in case somebody is new. This is one of my book and you can find in YouTube. Oh, hearing, hearing a different voice. voice. Yes. So um, what I know is a lot of time they say, oh, my child wants only nuggets from McDonald's or chicken fry or hamburger. And I say, what about anything else? Any fruits, any veggies? No, 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 no. And I say, okay. The problem is that they are not alkalinized, so every time they're eating this processed food, they become more acid with the body. So when they put in their mouth a slice of apple, it tastes awful to them. So the best way is to- Well, actually, what I wanna to say to that is, the when you talk about like fries or nuggets, I had the this doctor on and he talked about it's actually because of the fat. And the kid actually wants the fat. It doesn't want the actual nuggets because a lot of our diets are deficient in healthy fat. And if you got them actually eating healthier fats, whether it's, you know, you want to do avocados or coconut oil, or maybe it's just animal fats, like whatever it might be, it'll substantially change their need to want to have those foods. The only reason why they like them is because it's actually the fat that's making them like them. And so, um, you know, I think, and, and then again, and to your point, uh, it's, there's an addiction that is created within the um some of the foods that are the, a lot of the foods that are processed and they're actually addicted to the ingredients in there who knows like if it's msg or um you know what it what it is but there's a lot of reasons why it could be happening and you've just got to yank it one of the way is uh, to have some vinegar a tablespoon of vinegar i know it's a little not the best but it's to shift the body help the child to start to appreciate more other flavors other food but again processed food processed food is the worst yes yeah, it's, it's the worst i i saw i have this girl that she is autistic and the parents say oh she eats one time every two three days and she ate this big mac hamburger like a big hamburger with all of this crazy stuff fried stuff inside and she was she's not potty trained she's 15 years old Okay, uh, but she wants all of this food. 
every couple of days she wants to have this hamburger and it's it and there they say she wants this what we can say okay <laughs> you can say no <laughs> eventually she'll get hungry enough that she's gonna have to eat something else <laughs> See, it's the reason why sometimes I love to work with a certain family. Sometimes it's like, okay. No, I know, I know. And uh, but the truth is, the learning lesson is there for those particular souls, the parents, the children, to learn on their own. And you know, like you said, there's a lot of different reasons: karma, um, soul journeys, like the child needing this setup in order to learn the things they need to learn on their journey in their lifetime. So it's not about judging anyone, but um clearly there are some obvious solutions here that would make a huge change almost instantly um and i think at the end of the day you just gotta know like kids need boundaries they need rules they need discipline uh they're 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 craving it and i think we're living in a society that's scared to do it because we're so scared of you know not being liked or loved or disappointing our kids or we think it's abuse so i don't know there's like all these things that we're so worried about and i get it and i totally get it i'm i'm not uh, uh, unsympathetic to it but at some point though it becomes abusive to not put the discipline and the rules in place for the yeah, child because they really sometimes they they looking for this so yeah think they they overdo their reaction they become you know, more violent or something because they're looking for, a mama would say enough is enough. Yeah, yeah. I think they're looking for this. So they yeah. push your bonus because they want you to learn to set boundaries. So be yeah. careful because we are creating this situation sometimes. Yeah. Parents. Well, it was great to have you back on the show, Consuelo. I think this is a very helpful show to anyone out there who is a parent or, you know, if you know anyone who's struggling with their kids, like pass on this, pass on this episode to them and, and let them listen. I think, you know, we're going to have children coming into this planet who are just higher and higher vibration, more sensitivity to energies. So we've got to know this stuff. Yes, I agree. And we do our best. And remember, parents, everybody has some sense of guilty or regret. Yeah. Remember, if you do with love and you can say to your children in the future, I did it with love. I did my best. Yeah, yeah exactly and of course you guys know that if you want to book a session with consuelo if you're interested in working with her i'm going to leave all the links in the description below to book a session um whether it's for you your kids uh, she'll be able to help you out and of course if you want interested in her books we'll leave links for that as well consuelo it's great to have you on the show guys i love you so much have a wonderful night and i'll be back with you next week Thanks again for joining me for another show on the Enlighten Up podcast. I love you guys so much for all of your continued support. So remember to raise your vibe, find your tribe and be open to the infinite possibilities held in the mysteries that surround us all. Thanks again for sharing the show with your family and friends. And if you're new to the show and you need to find out more information about me, please head on over to my website, NicoleFrolic.com, where you can join my newsletter. And please follow me on Instagram, Telegram, and YouTube. Keep your light bright, and I'll see you next week.